0: Hello and welcome to Outspoken. You're joined by journalists Amy, Sophie and Kate Torber and today we're talking all things Bachelor. Now, new Bachelor Matt Agnew has had the difficult task of coming into the Bachelor franchise after what was probably the worst series, which involved the Honey Badger last year and his shock decision to pick nobody. Kate and Sophie, what were your thoughts on the first and second episode? I've actually been really enjoying it. I mean, we're two episodes in so far. I love the fact that Channel 10 have selected an unknown bachelor. It's the first time since 2015, since Sam Woods was the bachelor, that we're meeting someone for the first time. It's not just some rehashed ex-contestant or supposed celebrity like the Honey Badger. I have to agree. I do love the selection of Matt Agnew. He is refreshing. I mean, I love Tim Robards in the first series of The Bachelor, but I have to say, I've been quite disappointed. I was pretty bored watching it. I've got to agree with Amy. I actually found it really boring. I was excited to see how Matt would go. And I think he's a breath of fresh air. But the female contestants, again, are just old hat. Like They're exactly what they're always like. They're bitchy and a little bit crazy. And it's just I just find it boring. It's very one dimensional. It is interesting, the women that they've chosen this year, because Matt, of course, is a lovely guy. And it seems that maybe they've had to choose these outrageous figures because they fear Matt might get a bit boring by the end of it. I disagree. I think that he's clearly the star of the show this time. Whoever's picked as The Bachelor is going to determine whether ratings are good or not. I I think even though it's transparent what they're trying to do this year, I think they're right on the money with it. They're choosing someone who women actually like. It's a, a very smart guy who's actually looking for love this time around. Who's, he's, got, he's a bit of a dork. He's just so lovable. I think it's a really clever move by Channel 10. Yeah, but so if no one's saying that they don't think he's good. We're saying that the concept is old. So let's get some hot guy and then have all these crazy women fight over him. It's like, can't we portray the women a bit better? I mean, he's an astrophysicist. Yeah, they've got a f- some smart women on there, but we're just degrading them to the point where they're just having scrag fights the whole time. Like, I actually want to hear about what they do. And I think that's a good thing about the American series. You actually have the full video where you see who who these girls are, where they're from, and that they actually genuinely seem to be in it for love. I don't think I get that vibe with them. I just think they're all crazy stalkers that we all think are pathetic and we're all laughing about. I'm not saying that the format's not odd. I'm just saying that Amy suggested that the reason that they're choosing – these outrageous characters and Bachelor Wreck contestants is because Matt is bland. Let's be honest, though. If you look at the American series of The Bachelor with Colton, Colton's, you know, really cute looking. Everyone loves him. But he is also a bit like Matt. He's a bit one dimensional. He's hot. But if you had to sit down and watch him for two hours, he's a little bit boring. That's why you've got to add spice with the women. I'm not saying Matt is is A really boring guy, but I'm sure the astrophysicist thing is going to run a little bit dry. And it looks like the bachelors are trying to create sorry, the bachelor producers are trying to create all this drama to keep us entertained. Well, I mean, it was clear that the astrophysicist thing was running dry in the first episode when they had to use every pun about space. I I don't know if it pissed anyone else off. Yeah, so I think we all agree that they got the casting of the bachelor right, but they've just, you know, then. Surrounded him by bitchy women that, you know, that format's worked before, but it's just not, it's just not exciting. And it's funny because I suppose the new thing that they've done this season is introducing these intruders on episode two, but I just didn't get it. It was almost like, oh, we've got all these sad, no hoper stalkers in one area. And then they add these very overtly sexual women in to stir the pot. And it's just like, I just don't like any of them. I I want a a Georgia love. I know she was the Bachelorette, but I want someone that I'm rooting for to win. Like, I, I don't want to be just hating on everyone and thinking, ugh. I totally agree. We want a love story. And that's what's fantastic about the US Bachelor, because by the end of it, I have to admit, I'm nearly crying at some of the proposals and You just don't feel that with the Australian one. It seems fake. And as you're saying, the formula for it is let's keep the audience entertained because The Bachelor producers perceive us as wanting these bitchy women to go on. And then the last week, they're in love, but we've not seen any of that love story. What is promising this year is we are going to see a love story The Bachelor producers have been very clever in the fact of trying to remind us of all the beautiful love stories that we have seen in the series. When I saw Anna and Tim meeting for the first time in the little promo video, to be honest, I got a bit nostalgic looking at it because it was such a great series. And it's one that I suppose I'm hoping we experience again this year. Mm, And that's what's so disappointing about the first two episodes is that we might get the love story near the end, but we want it from the start. Do you know what was one thing that I didn't miss that they didn't do? Those tacky NW photo shoots where they all dress up as characters in the (laughs) – that was so glad that was missing. But, I mean, I did fall asleep in it, so I'm assuming that didn't happen. I'm just trying to think what they would have dressed an astrophysicist up as something overtly sexual. I can't really think. What are you – a porn star or something? (laughs) (laughs) It was interesting, though, because it did have great ratings. It had 828,000 viewers, which made it the most viewed show in that time slot that night. Compare it to The Honey Badger, and he kicked off the series with 940,000 viewers. It was actually the highest launch episode that the franchise has ever experienced. But then again, it was the most disappointing finale. And isn't that interesting to see that it's dropped off by nearly or oh, 100,000 people, and is that, is that the honey badger effect? Have people switched off because they would no longer buy this love story? From a ratings perspective, I think we've got to look at the American series. I know we are OG Bachelor fans. Sophie and I actually discovered the show. I remember that we were 12 and we were cleaning out our bedroom and it was school holidays. And I think it was probably about 9.30 at night and we were flicking stations. And we came across this show where there was this guy sitting in a spa with you know, 10 girls and we were immediately hooked to the show. I just remember it was just the biggest treat to watch it. So that's it Don't old age us, now, 18 years ago. And that's crazy. And I, I remember in the episode that there was a vegetarian woman and just to get the bachelor's attention, she ate meat from his hand. God, oh yeah, I was going to say, well, I was a so bit worried where that was going. <laughs> I, I, the thing I loved about The Bachelor was, you know, back in the day when we watched it um, as youngsters was that mum would sit down and watch it with us. You think that coming down and seeing her daughters watching a man in the spa with eight women would probably horrify her, but she's like, oh my god, girls, what are you watching? Back to that, it's just, it's never gotten old. Like we still watch it with mum and we still get excited about it. Whereas I don't feel like that. I've never felt like that with the Australian one. It's always... Not quite right and I think a big part of that is I think we touched on it but the it seems fake the Australian one and I think that's also a big part of it and I'm interested to hear your thoughts is they don't do the fantasy suites. that's kind of the best part uh, and for those who haven't seen the American Bachelor the fantasy suite is when you get down to the final f- four no sorry the final three. And they usually take them away to this beautiful exotic location and they have a full day date and then at dinner they get the choice whether to forgo their individual rooms or go to the fantasy suite. Well, according to New Idea, we might be getting that. The, an, a New Idea article has come out today saying that the bat- a Bachelor insider claims that Matt had sex with a contestant that he doesn't give the final rose to. Did they say that was in a fantasy suite? They haven't clarified whether it was a fantasy suite situation, but they did say that it happened on the set. Mm. Well, that's odd because there's always been reports that it's so, that they don't even get alone time really with The Bachelor. And it's quite interesting because I was listening to the new Bachelor US podcast, which features Ali and Rachel, who were the American Bachelorettes. And I would highly recommend it. It's amazing. And they were talking about their time as Bachelorettes and the fantasy suite date specifically. And they were saying that in Ali's series, the the producers actually left them alone. But in Rachel's, which was only a few years ago, they were there the whole time. They stayed in another room. What surprised me was they act like they're so in love when they're uh, in their fantasy suite date. But she was actually saying she was quite grossed out by this guy and that she actually wanted to leave. Yeah, that actually surprised me a lot. And it does... You know, we're just saying how the American one is so much more real. But I was just thinking about the timing of this news coming out about Matt having sex with one of the contestants. Does it not scream of being fake and for publicity and trying to spice it up a bit? I personally feel like it seems something that's been leaked from the production team to try and make him, you know, the good guy. Boy, be a bit more of a bad boy maybe. It's like when suddenly New Idea gets a leak of a pregnancy test at the Batchy Mansion. It's so fake. Something that's been a bit of a hot topic is Channel 10's portrayal of diversity. What do you guys think about it this year? I think it's great that they've tried to get a more diverse cast but again I feel like they've missed the mark. It's almost like they haven't really thought it through properly. They just think by chucking in a couple of different nationalities that they've done their job but The actual fact is it's kind of come across as a little bit racist. I definitely think the portrayal of Kristen, who is known as the China Girl is very problematic. She Every time she's on screen, we have Chinese music playing. I mean, did anyone else think it was odd that she, one, gave him a fortune cookie and then continued to go on about her box the whole time? Can we just add that for those who haven't actually seen it, this girl is not actually Chinese. She's a white blonde Australian girl who speaks Mandarin fluently. And yeah, I was a bit appalled by her suggestions about her box. Like it was just Cringe. And what's more troubling about her portrayal on the show is they've only ever had two Asian contestants. Now that was Judy, who I don't even remember from Tim Robards oh, series, and, and, and Rabat. Vanessa Sun Robards. Isn't that his name? Robards, <laughs> Robards, Tim Robards. I was going to say, and Miss Yeah, Vanessa yeah. Sunshine. What I find a bit troubling also about it is if so, they think it's acceptable to make fun of this girl because she likes China, but I'm like thinking, would they? Put that music on for a Vanessa Sunshine. You know what I mean? So the China girl wasn't the only one that had music attributed to her. We also had the two Persian princesses that had Middle Eastern music playing. And what was even weirder was that they were pitted against each other. It was almost like the producers are saying, we can only have one Persian princess. So it was just bizarre. An absolute favorite contestant who I think that everyone has been celebrating is Vaku. Now, if you don't know who I'm talking about, she has been compared to Tyra Banks and she is the contestant that rolled the red carpet out. And when she left Matt, she said to him, once you go black, you never go back. I must admit, when I first saw her and she rolled out the red carpet, I just thought it was a bit wanky, but she does seem like a nice, strong strong woman but I don't know there was just something about bit cringe like oh I'm a model I'm a model I'm a model but I might be wrong she might grow on me I loved her though she's been pretty popular on social media and across Facebook and people are making memes saying that she's a mood I, I just think she's fantastic I don't remember her because I actually <laughs> fell asleep in that well bit. she she wasn't in the rose ceremony which raised a few eyebrows because she was unwell so maybe you didn't see her I then. love it probably because the rose ceremony stretches over two days I'm going to put it out there. If it does not get better this week, I'm going to be searching for Hannah B's series on the internet because I heard that went off. I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but it sounded even – it was apparently more epic than Colton's series. That must be said. something. At, I'll leave it at that. She's not a virgin, but – Well, before Kate jumps ship and goes and watch the US Bachelor, I thought we'd run through some of the most entertaining headlines this week about Matt Agnew. And may I add – I don't know if anyone else is feeling this, but Matt – do you know who he reminds me of? Who? Do you remember Dr. Alex from Love Island last year? Oh, I can see the similarities there, except he's actually got women interested in him this time around. I loved Alex. A little less burnt than Alex. But anyway. That's because no one was on Alex's intellectual level. No, you're exactly right. He was definitely my favorite. I would have picked him. So the first headline is The Bachelor's Matt Agnew reveals how many women he slept with. That was, of course, on Kyle and Jackie O. How and many was it? I haven't heard. Well, Kyle was shocked when Matt revealed he'd slept with seven women. That makes me like him even more. He actually revealed that was a question on the bachelor application form, which is pretty interesting. I wonder how many the honey badges said. I just want to make two points. Firstly, how old is he? He's 31. Okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> And secondly, I, think that's lovely. I like that. I think that's great. some secondly, secondly, can we talk about double standards? Would they have done this for the women? Well, yeah, you can never imagine Ali Otogen reveals how many men she slept with. That would never be a headline. So if he slept with seven girls, we're meant to believe this new headline that's come out this week from the, obviously from the Bachelor producers that they've leaked, um, saying that he slept with someone on the show. I mean, how ridiculous! I heard as well that he had to ring his mum up to apologise for the teaser of him making out with girls on the beach. So it is quite a jump for him to then be sleeping with contestants. That was pretty over the top. I saw a photo of it before, and I was like, "Did anyone see the teaser of him sitting in a little?" bathtub covered in chocolate and the hand placement of the I don't know who, which contestant it was but it was like they'd gone they know they've gone back to basics they can't afford a massive bathtub that they had Richie and Alex in but they can afford a little chocolate bucket so the next earth-shattering headline was how tall is the bachelor's Matt Angnew? his exact height revealed and then the lead is yes this is important well I don't know how they rate that how how tall was he it says and his response was, um, I'm six three, but six six on Tinder. That actually shocks me that he's six foot three. He doesn't look that tall. I thought he looked quite tall. Anyway, I, I, I mean I thought he'd be short. It's quite funny. It seems like everyone is now obsessed with his appearance, which is I suppose it's kind of refreshing because women get it all the time. But this time they there were a lot of articles that I saw popping up on my newsfeed on social media about the before and after of his social media pictures versus now what he's looking like and everyone's saying he looks a lot hotter now I mean that's just the difference taking some glasses off and a haircut makes not like he's had plastic surgery or anything yeah the next headline is actually before and after fans reckon bachelor Matt Agnew has had quite the transformation so I find that a bit ridiculous because I'm looking at his picture and it's basically he's taking his glasses off and had a haircut I don't know if people are going to hate me for saying this, but if anyone's seen the Seinfeld episode where there's the 2 face, remember the woman that Jerry dates and at the coffee shop, she looks good in the particular light and then she looks a bit different in the other light. I'm not saying he looks bad. I actually think he looks great. In some lights, he looks a bit geeky and then others, he looks like a model. So essentially when we look at the before and after, it's literally a haircut, taking his glasses off and he's wearing a suit. It's not, not like he's had plastic surgery or Botox in his head like a lot of the uh, Bachelorette contestants. <laughs> Is he the only non-stripper we've had as a Bachelor? Right, so we've had Tim Robards, Blake Garvey. Who Sam that? Wood? Was he a stripper as well? I oh, don't oh, know. He's no. got a hot bod, so I don't know. We- Sorry, don't you mean topless waiter? <laughs> Hang on, let's Google it. So we're going to retract that statement. Sorry, Sam, but um, you do have a hot body, but you were not a stripper. I, just- I swear there were more who were strippers. Hang on, but who, who was oh, after Sam Wood? There's other. Con- I think they are just other Bachelor contestants. Sorry, bachelorette contestant. I might be confusing, as you say, my topless waiters like Anton from Love Island into this mix. Well, let's just put it out there: we've never had an astrophysicist before, so yeah, slightly better than a stripper. Oh, Maddie J. Maddie J. wasn't a stripper. That's another one. He's in marketing. Job. That's funny you say that because now he is a stripper. He was on that (laughs) stupid. What's it called? Oh, that's for Monty. Oh, actually, I think they were raising money for a good cause. Actually we're not really complaining about that one, are we? Let's just say he definitely hasn't got a dad bod yet, but we'll keep you posted on how that one goes. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining us. If you'd like to continue the conversation, please come over and join us on Instagram at Outspoken underscore the underscore podcast. We're also on Facebook under the same name. And this week we will be recording a special episode all about love and relationships. So if you have any questions about your relationship or you want to know something about men, we've got a special expert coming in who will be able to answer all of your questions. So please feel free to DM us on Instagram or email us on Facebook or wherever you can find us and let us know your questions. Thanks so much for joining us and we'll see you in our next episode.